What's going on, Defenders? Welcome to episode 177 of Defenders of the Bank with Philly and the Scarf. Yeah, hey, it is a somber Sunday evening here in Philomonster Studios in Burbank, California. Scarf and I watched the match. We were in Colorado and we made it back to Burbank and we're recording a pod for you. We're about to talk about Decision Day, a.k.a. Diarrhea Day, because there's a whole lot of poop going on as far as our lives are concerned. But I've already said hello. You've heard my voice to the right of me. Uh, I'm not going to say socially distant anymore because we're all faxed here and I have a booster. He has a booster. We are some boosted mother boosters. Anyway, <laughs> to, to the right of me, J.R. Liebert, the one and only, the tyrant of threads, the king of sting. I don't know why I'm calling you the king of sting. I don't know sting. why I'm the king of sting. I don't what know. Fine, the tyrant mean? of threads. We'll leave it at that. But anyway, J.R. Liebert, introduce yourself now. The scarf. There you go. What's good, Defenders Nation? Oh my goodness. What a season. What a game. What what an interesting decision day. We're certainly going to get into day. that. I mean, it was rough. Oh, it, we were there. We were there in Commerce City. And and real quick, we're not going to get into a lot of the details, but a huge thank you to our friends at 110 Football. Oh, my God, uh, yes. To Vince and to Connor and to everybody associated with it there. I mean, Jason and Ben and just everybody who we got to spend some time with this weekend. It was it's an epic weekend, actually. It was truly a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that we hope they'll extend to us more than once in a lifetime. But it was it was absolutely incredible. That being said, there was a match that was played that was a little less than incredible, I think. Uh, LAFC fans, here's the deal. Defenders Nation, to the millions. And millions. We are going to talk about this game, but we are probably not going to get into the ramifications of this game and this season, Bob in, Bob out, players in, players out, all of that stuff until our next episode. Yeah, I'll say that for later. This is episode 177. Tune back into episode 178 and most likely episode 179 because there's a lot to digest from this season. <laughs> so what, no off season for us is what you're I saying? I mean, we, we don't take an off season because you know what? The faithful, the black and gold, the millions, and millions don't take an off day either. So we will not. However... We'll take some time off kind of in between. We'll we'll rest and relax just a little bit, but there's, there's much needed. It's going to be a lot, uh, it, but just Philly, an amazing weekend, all, all things considered, except for the score. I mean, it truly was. I mean, if you think about it, dude, like in the blink of an eye, like we were in LA yesterday and we hopped a flight with our boys from 110. And then when we were in Colorado yesterday, we were in Denver yesterday we were at this time yesterday we were uh we were out at probably we were out at Elways right by the Ritz Carlton that yeah. was a really good experience got to hang out with my bro JD JD in the house that was a lot of fun we we had a really good time and then you know we woke up early in the morning you, you woke up very early in the Jason morning Jason and I woke up early we went to one of the coolest Coolest, coolest pubs I've seen in a while to watch a football match. The British Bulldog. I think it was over on Stout Street, not too far from our hotel in the business district. There were plenty of people there. We enjoyed our time. Came back, napped for a couple of hours, headed to I was going to say Dignity. Headed to <laughs> Richards Sports Park. It, it did, <laughs> otherwise seem a known lot as like, Dick. Yeah, <laughs> it did seem a lot like Dignity Health Sports Park, by the way. It really did. Walking around, this is another one of those teams that touts that since 96 propaganda. And you can tell that, well, they <laughs> might they shared the same architect because Richard's Sporting Park uh, looked really like the Digs. But we were there at like noon. We had a really good time. We did the pregame with 110. We watched the match, which was a disaster. We did the postgame. We hopped a flight, and somehow we made it back to Philomonster Studios, and it's still Sunday night. Unreal. For another 15 minutes. It's. I feel like we went through a time warp, dude. Yeah, you, you swore an awful lot, by the way, on the postgame show. Well, hey, the, if the producer and the co-host said, yeah, open they, up the flood doors. Yeah, they gave you the permission, to which I just kind of put my I head I gave down. them an emphatically... Mm, yeah. Yeah, you did. It is 11.45 on Sunday, November 7th. Again, decision day. Diarrhea in Major day, League Soccer. Diarrhea day. Uh, let's get into a little bit of this day in LFC history. We're still going to do the usual suspects. This day in LFC history on the 7th in 1996, one of Philly's at least top five favorite players from LAFC. A birthday today. I can't believe we didn't even post about it, Philly. We are bad defenders of the bank uh, posters today. Happy birthday to Andre Horta. I mean, am I right? <laughs> if there's a player who is 
etched their name into the annals of LAFC. Happy birthday, Andre Horta. Also on the seventh, <laughs> you mean the eight? Yeah. yeah. Also on the seventh in 2018, Vancouver Whitecaps hired former LAFC assistant coach Mark Dos Santos Ooh, to be their head coach. That didn't age. Yeah, well. that that uh, didn't last so well. Turns but it worked out, out for them. <laughs> they replaced him, and then all of a sudden, it's like when Tom Thibodeau was fired by the Bulls. All of a sudden, players could breathe a little bit. Although, wait, where does Tom Thibodeau coach now? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Knickerbockers. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna have a lot of time to watch your Knicks now, buddy. They're actually I'm gonna focus on the Knicks and the Islanders, but I got we got indoor to start worrying about. Yeah, you've got you've got your fury starting up soon. Let's get into a very quick news and notes. By the way, you mentioned his name Andre Horta. I did. We were kinda joking about it earlier. Do you think, like, you know, like John Thorrington and Will Koontzen and everybody they made a mistake? Did we, did we really bring in the wrong Horta? I because mean, Andre doesn't seem to be playing at all at Braga, Andre's and his terrible. brother seems to be pretty good. So, yeah. did we just accidentally bring in the wrong Horta? Look, we, we joked about this. We brought in the right Vela, but we might have, might, might have not brought in the right Horta. Uh, we also, by the way, I know a lot of our fans were a little upset that we didn't re-sign Bradley Wright Phillips uh, to begin this campaign because he was a, a pretty good stalwart for us towards the end of the COVID Cup and then the end of our, our regular season. <laughs> Go ahead and take a look at Bradley Wright Phillips' uh, stats from this season. 22-23 matches played, just one goal. So Stalwart uh, was more like he turned into a wart. Yeah, you know what? He... he aged in the ring, right? As we, as we kind of like to say with some of these players, like Kenneth Vermeer. We watched Kenneth Vermeer age in the ring. One there, of the so. best keepers in, in the freaking Dutch Dutch first division. He was the best keeper the year prior to becoming an LAFC black and gold And member. then it, it might it might be the uh, the curse in between the pipes. Because it, it did not go well. <laughs> Although we did have a former LAFC keeper that did enact a bit of revenge <laughs> on our uh, arch rival. More on that yeah, later. Yeah, more on that in a bit. Our, our only bit of news and notes, by the way, is a Diego Rossi Fenner Fenerbahce update. Oh, uh, shout out to the Fenerbahce guy we met. Oh my uh, god! Just, just a real quick uh, little comment on the Fenerbahce guy. You suck. So uh, well, we got we got to tell them the story. Though. I mean, do we? All right. So we're waiting in line to get some you Apparently know some gentlemen gentlemen beverages. We'll, we'll leave it seltzers at that. is the word you're looking for. Seltzers. <laughs> we were hydrating in Mile High Stadium. Look, when the altitude's higher, you have to hydrate even more than you regularly do on land. Seltzers. Anyway, I just so happened to catch a dude walking around with a Fenerbahce jersey. And I'm like, hey, Fenerbahce, nice jersey. And he's just like, thank you. Where's the cigarette section? And I'm like, what <laughs> makes you think that I would know? I'm wearing an LAFC garment. My buddy behind me Hello. was wearing it too. Why would we know where the cigarette section is? And then sh- right after that, he goes, how do you know of Fenerbahce? I go, oh, well, we sent Diego Rossi your direction. He's like, oh, Diego Rossi, he's no good. He's no good, which we in turn looked at each other, right. looked at him, and well... I don't know, Scarf, you engaged more in the dialogue I, with him after that. I did, that. I did. I, I was trying to get him to understand that actually Diego Rossi has played very well. And, you know, but look, Fenerbahce's had a bad run of form, like I'm about to talk about here in just a second. So maybe he's just kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Or maybe he just has no effing clue what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's already one of those days with Philly. Fenerbahce played Kayserispor today to a 2 2 draw. Team with a sport at the end of There's the a lot of those in the Turkish Premier League. But Diego Rossi was left as an unused sub on the bench. Fenerbahce now sits 7th on 20 points, 10 points back of league number 1, and still undefeated, Trabzonspor, another spore. So that is our Diego Rossi-Fenerbahce update. Woo-hoo. Again, unfortunately, no Las Vegas Lights update. But <laughs> I did have, have one quick thing to say about the Lights. Congratulations to their keeper. I believe it's Andrew or Anthony Rando. I want to make sure I get his name right. So I'm going to Google that as I try and, uh, uh, and stall for time here. But it was the uh, it was it was our keeper Rando who led the league in saves by like twenty one saves. He had hundred and twenty five saves this season, <laughs> which means they he had also, zero defense protecting. They also, him. were second most goals allowed in the entire USL. Second, who was first? Uh, Loudon United allowed seventy eight, and uh, Las Vegas Lights, I believe, only allowed seventy seven. Hundred and twenty five huh. saves. I think it's Andrew Rando. I'm gonna look that up while you talk about something else later on. A Rand. That's uh. That's the. That's that's it, for our, that's it for our news and notes, Philly. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's get right into it. And Philly, you and I have decided we are not going to do a minute-by-minute minute no. breakdown of the breakdown. We're just going to talk about, you know, first half, second yeah, half, thoughts. our experience yeah. at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Oh, Richard. Was, Richard and your park. Yeah. 
Go on. <laughs> so, look, I mean, yeah, dignity helps dignity. I Gosh, I keep saying that because it looks like freak the freaking digs. We'll call it Richard's joint. How about that? Now, Colorado is a team that, well, they had a historic season. They really did. Obviously, at the conclusion of this, we'll go into things. But a team that, coming into this match, had an opportunity to not only clinch the Western Conference, but finish... The, with the highest number of points in franchise history. Now, again, this is a team that's been around since 1996. A team that has won an MLS Cup in 2010 when they defeated FC Dallas. A team with a little bit of history attached to it. And a team that, well, only lost one game at home early on in the season in April to a very piss-poor Austin team. Now, we didn't think that they would turn their season around and have the miraculous run that they did. In the month of Oct- in the month of August and September, Scarf, they didn't lose any games. They did not. Not at all. And then going into the final month of the season, they ended up losing three. So you're thinking, all right, this is a club that's starting to descend. Despite having, I mean... <sighs> I, I mean, there's a lot of good things I can honestly say about Colorado. I mean, William Yarborough for yeah. Leon. He's a keeper that is in the top five in every statistical category for a keeper. 13 clean sheets tied with Willis and Coronel for number one at 77.8% save percentage. William Yarborough having an outstanding season. And then you got Michael Barrios, their leading scorer. You got Jonathan Lewis. You got Rubio. You got Shin Yashiki. And this is a team that's... Not selfish. There is no all-star, like, I'm the man type deal. I mean, Jack, you could say Jack Price is with his 12 assists. But Scarf, 17 players on their team have scored over the course of the regular season. Yes. 13 of them have multiple goals. Obviously, we didn't have that situation. This was a good team. And with our backs against the wall, with us needing a win, and for Vancouver to do what they had to do against... Um, against uh, I'm sorry, Seattle. Yeah, and then Sporting Kansas City and and and, um, and Real Salt Lake, and obviously we had Minnesota and and the Galaxy, which didn't necessarily matter. But we had a we had a tough hill to climb, and well, we didn't really climb it. Look, I want to put something out there at the very beginning of this. This could have been a lot worse. Oh my god! And, and yeah. I don't even mean the final scoreline. Imagine LAFC wins this match real quick. Let's say we come back. Let's say it's two nothing at the half. We circle the wagons, as Chris Berman would like to say. We find a, a quick one getting out the gate. Now it's 2-1. We get a, another late goal coming into stoppage time, and maybe we get a miracle like another club did today in stoppage time. We win 3-2. The place goes nuts. It's silent. It's quiet. We ruin Colorado's chances at top in the West. We ruin Colorado's chances at the most points in their club history. We still didn't get the help we needed, everybody. We put it in the hands of other clubs, and we didn't get the help. Seattle did not win. Sporting did not win. All the help that we needed, all the different permutations, the algebra, the trigonometry, the statistics, everything. The calculus. Would have been thrown out the window had we won this match. Okay? So I, I have that to say, number one. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Number I, two. I, hold on one second. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to apologize to our friend Alex Rando, the goalkeeper for Las Vegas Lights. Alex Rando was his name. 125 saves on the season. What'd you call him? Best. Anthony, Andrew. I got it wrong a, a whole a bunch Ron. of times. A Rando. Alex Rando was the name. 125 saves. 108 second closest goalkeeper for USL. So I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> but look, Philly, Colorado came in with everything to play for. And Colorado came in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. They got two players, Philly, that have every reason to want to knock us out. <laughs> Mark Anthony K and Stephen Betashore. I want to say something real quick about Stephen Betashore that I was going to say when we were doing the whole rundown of the different starting lineups, but I'm going to say it right here and right now. Cool. Take a look at Vancouver, the season where they scored the most points in team history on that back line, Stephen Betashore. Take a look at Toronto, their most important and best and successful season in club history when they won the treble, which, yes, I know, includes the Canadian Championship, but also MLS Cup and Supporter Shield. That would be Stephen Betashore on the back line. When we set the points record, 72 points in a season and won the Supporters' Shield, LAFC, Stephen Betashore on the back line. And now Colorado, since 96, have never had as many points in a season and have now finished first in the West. And oh, by the way, they've been starting Stephen Betashore on their back line. All he does 
is make teams better. Whether it's his leadership in the locker room, whether it's his play out on the pitch. Now look, we know Steven's getting a little bit older, but it's unreal to me. You can't say there's been that many coincidences for this to happen over and over yeah, and over seriously. and over again. Or maybe his agent's just really smart and puts him into great situations. I mean, sure, why not? But oh my God, Vancouver, Toronto, LA, Colorado. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is after this season, Colorado's going to go in the toilet. Uh, hey, look, you never know, right? It, it took us two seasons, right? 2020 and then 2021. But... Uh, we'll talk about the Colorado lineup, but Mark Anthony came in. They, they came in his first, what, 10 or 11 matches with the club. They they did not lose. They I know they alternated wins and losses. Coming down the stretch, their last seven games, three wins, three losses, and a draw. So they, they weren't exactly sprinting towards the finish, but they had plenty to be confident about a great season. And you know what? Seattle and Sporting left the door open for them. It didn't seem like anybody wanted to take that seventh spot in the playoffs until, what, the 95th minute of stoppage time in this season? And it didn't seem like anybody wanted the top spot in the West until Colorado today. So yeah, uh, I, I got to give them all the credit in the world. And Philly, let's get into the lineups. Let's talk about first the lineup for LAFC and Philly. One player conspicuously absent from the starting eleven. Conspicuously, huh? That's, Conspicuously. That's, that's, that's the terminology. Conspicuously you're use. without a captain. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. That's true. Okay, so in between the pipes, and I really thought he was going to be a player to come up tremendously because, well, you know, his future's in question, his being the most important game of his young uh, MLS career. But hey, Jamal Blackman in between the pipes. We had Murray, we had Sebastian Ibiaga, Mamadou Fall. Cheeky Palacios, Latif Blessing, Jose Cifuentes, Scarf's favorite LAFC player, Raheem Edwards, nope. Kim Moon Brian. I managed to punch the goal in the back of the net for a change, Brian. And then Chicho, Chicho Arango, rounding out the rest of the starting lineup. As far as your bench is concerned, Tristan Blackman. We had Daniel Chrysostomo. We had... Add Bryce, Duke, Marco Farfan, Jordan Harvey. Could be the last time we see Jordan Harvey in an LAFC uniform. Tomas Romero, Michi Ingalina, Danny Musovsky, and of course, Charlie Candle himself, our captain, Carlos Vela, rounding out the LAFC 18 scarf. Yeah. Let's hear about Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, again, everything to play for coming into this match. They could finish as high as number one and as low as number three in the West. Most points in club history at stake, led by Robin Frazier. And though he is from (laughs) Kingston, he is Colorado through and through. Before MLS, he played with the Colorado. Colorado? No, 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 Kingston, Jamaica. But he is still Colorado through and through. Before MLS, he played with the Colorado Foxes of the APSL. That, that doesn't even sound like a real team. It, but it was before MLS, 1990 to 1995. There wasn't even an MLS. Where was he going to go? He won the championship twice in the APSL, the American Professional Soccer League. In MLS, he was a straight Gangster, two-time defensive <laughs> player of the year, five-time MLS best 11, named to the 25 greatest MLS players in league history. Frazier took over the helm from Connor Casey, who, Fired. by the way, has his name up in the ring there over in Colorado, but definitely got the boot. Well, he fell for, into a ring of fire, that's right? Sure. And he's been leading the renaissance in Commerce City ever since. This club has been very good <laughs> since he has taken the helm. He actually led them to like five straight unbeaten matches in 2019. They were just so far below the playoff line. They finished just outside in 2019. 2020, he led them two MLS Cup playoffs and played very, very well through that stretch of the season and then 2021 i mean look if there's a trajectory that you want to look out for colorado rapids they've just been bringing in smaller pieces and this is without sam vines who is playing over in i believe it's Antwerp. yeah he's playing in antwerp in yeah Belgium. he's playing over in antwerp who diego rossi just played with fenerbahce uh the next to go is going to be cole bassett and we'll talk about him too but this is a club that for a small market club and for the record paying less per point over the course of the season than any other major league soccer club. They are doing things right in Colorado, and everybody needs to take notice because this is a club that could go very far in the MLS Cup playoffs. Yeah, second best team in MLS. And like they said, if MLS Cup is going to be won 
by the team from the Western Conference, if it's Colorado, it's going to be a mile high. They have a home field advantage unlike any other in that it's 5,280 feet up. Look, I know I'm not in the best shape of my life, but just watching those guys out there, I got a little winded up here at altitude. That was... It's tough to play in Colorado, especially 90 minutes in the style that they play. Let's get into the uh, starting lineup. Goalkeeper William Yarborough, who I did get to watch warm up in Leon, even though he didn't play when we took that 2 nothing he loss. He did have over 200 caps, though, playing in Liga Mekis. He with played like quite over a bit. 50 clean sheets. Like, yeah. He had a pretty good run, man. Now, look, William Yarborough is a very, very good keeper, and he showed it again today. You mentioned it, Philly. Leading the league in clean sheets, although he didn't get one today. Leading the league in save percentage, although he didn't get one. Get it? He didn't raise that number, I should say, today. But that being said, a heck of a season. The second one between the pipes for Colorado Rapids keeper William Yarbrough, Lawless Abubakar, Danny Wilson, Austin Trustee, and rounding out the back line, Stephen. Betashore, three Beta, goals, Beta. five assists in 61 matches for the black and gold over two seasons. We miss you, Stephen Betashore. Colin Warner, Jack Price, who had 12 assists coming into the match. The Wolverhampton and, phenom himself. I mean, he is a player to watch. He can put the ball on a dime. One of the better passers in all of Major League Soccer. Kellen Acosta, Diego Rubio, Jonathan Lewis, who, oh yeah, he whooped us today. He's pretty fast, man. And rounding out the starting lineup, 89 matches, 9 goals, 17 assists, and a bunch of yellow cards too, and one of the best humanitarians you will ever meet for LAFC, Mark Anthony K. Oh man, was it weird seeing him out there in those uh, West Ham colors. In the 18, Dominic. Or Burnley, or or Aston Villa. Yep. There you go. Dominic Baji, Andre Shinyashiki, a uh, a fellow product of Montverde Academy, by the way. Andre Shinyashiki. University of Denver as well. Yeah, from the same place that gave us Mohamed Traore, Miche Angelina, and of course, Mamadou Fall. Michael Berrios, the aging yet still able to score a whole bunch winger for Colorado. Lucas Estevez. And a player who, I wonder how many times this has happened in Major League Soccer history. You know, Major League Soccer does their top 24 under 24, which became the top 22 under 22. Cole Bassett was 20th on the top 22 under 22 in 2019. He was 7th in 2020, and he was 10th again this year in 2021. So that means the kid was still under 22 at the start of the season not long for Colorado from what we understand, and that is the lineup for Colorado. Philly, it didn't go well for LAFC tonight. No. It didn't go well for LAFC because we gave up a couple of very early goals. And and, and look, the problem that LAFC had in this match is that a tie, a draw, one point, does us absolutely no good, right? Absolutely no good. So as soon as we got behind the eight ball, as soon as things started to unravel for us, we needed to do everything we could to get three points, to battle back. But clearly, for LAFC, that did not happen. The first half just simply did not look good for large stretches of it, even though we dominated possession. And we it's such a weird year. Like, yeah, we dominated possession. I mean, we'll go through the statistics, but we found ways to win in situations where we weren't the ones dominating possession. It only took 18 minutes for the first dagger to be hit, and it was Jonathan Lewis putting one past the outstretched arms of, of Jamal Blackman. To the point where, like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, maybe he could have, like, gotten a little closer. Maybe he could have reacted a little more. You watch the replay. He was very close to making that save. But LAFC not needing to be in a position where they would have their backs against the wall right off the bat. We knew that they would throw everything and the kitchen sink and Latif Blessing at William Yarbrough. But unfortunately, they got caught in a situation where Jonathan Lewis, a very speedy Jonathan Lewis, and their, I believe, their third leading scorer of the season, he punches his name in a very historic match. 18th minute, LAFC backs against the wall and not a very pleasant time at Richards Sporting Park. I will say the attendance at Richards was quite good. It was quite good. It was basically a sellout, absolutely. 
Yeah, it was a sellout. It was loud. We had a hard time hearing ourselves doing the pregame show. We did. One ten. We did. But what was even louder than everybody at, at Richards? So was, incredible was was the thirty two fifty two. There's a hundred, a hundred or so LAFC supporters that made the trip from Los Angeles or wherever else to Commerce City. And by the way, Commerce City, very <laughs> funny. Why would they call Commerce City Commerce City? There literally was nothing around there. There's no commerce going around that city. They might as well call it calm city or quiet city or there's nothing nothing to do around here city 30 uh, i like that one there's nothing to do around here city that gets people to want to live there i uh, like that and we, we learned something very fascinating free parking for those coming to rich free parking free parking why because well they needed to get as many people as they can in the door that's what happens when you build your stadium in places that are like timbuktu like you know commerce city and places like carson far places where you have to like travel far than the imagination uh, has to offer carson however still charges for parking philly you mentioned a great stat, and I looked it up for LAFC, but you mentioned it for Colorado. 17 different players scoring a goal this season, Philly. Yeah. We only had 12 yeah, players no, they, score a goal. That, that is a team. Philly, your stat would be added to in the 33rd minute. Colin Warner had not scored a goal yet for Colorado on the season. One of their defensive backs, and look, he got on the end of it just outside the box, took a nice low hard shot, put a bounce on it, and it, it didn't. Didn't find any resistance, unfortunately, from the LAFC defense. It might have taken a small deflection, but Colin Warner with the goal, and huh, I'm not going to lie, down to nothing, I thought, because we were standing there with your, with, with, your, with JD, right? With, with, with my bro, with your, JD. With your brother, and you had said it. You're like, we are going to equalize before the end of the half, and then we turned around to watch the game, and I think Colorado heard you because they said, no, Philly, Colin Warner is going to score another ma- another goal in this match. And it's 2 nothing at the half. It was rough. It was yeah, rough. Yeah, but we can't say up to that point that we didn't have our, our fair share of opportunities. No, we absolutely had plenty the, in, of opportunities. In the 23rd minute, Sebastian Ibiaga, he had an attempt that was missed, you know, just close. But obviously, like, what we were looking for... And it really could have changed things altogether. It was a shot by by Chicho. Chicho hits hits the freaking post, man. Like that was a situation in which we could have gotten a great goal, a absolute great goal. It just it didn't happen, and it was. I mean, it's just like our season, just. So close yet so far. I mean, Ibiaga could have scored. Chicho could have scored. Had Chicho not hit the crossbar, had it gone a couple of inches in a different direction, we're looking at a completely different game. But you said it. Colin Warner becomes the 18th different player on the Colorado Rapids roster to score a goal. And our back's against the wall. 2-0. Richard Sporting Park doing what it's doing and, and roaring and yelling. And one thing that happened... And there were plenty more goals that occurred afterwards. But one thing that happened shortly after Collins scored, seconds afterwards, we had Mark Anthony K come in and, like, you know, kind of do one of those. Oh, yeah, my buddy scored a goal, but, like, you know, I'm going to, like, kick one in emphatically. He did it with such malice and energy. Like, you can tell he he was sticking it. Mark Anthony K. There are plenty of you, and even in fact, some of you that even listen to this podcast that were ripping the poor guy apart on social media. We talk about this being like mental health, male's mental health month, all right? And people getting upset at Mark Anthony K, and then get this, getting even more upset that he was getting upset on social media. And then you guys want to call him out. You want to tell it, say he's garbage. We're sitting here defending him because, you know, Mark Anthony K is a, a great player. He's actually a great player, and he emphatically like punches in that ball we traded him like you said for a bag of peanuts a million dollars in in gam money i mean don't don't get me wrong those are nice peanuts yeah those are those are shiny peanuts if anything but he wanted more money he felt that there were other players on the team that were making more money than him undeservedly so i'm looking at you poncho janela and he wanted a little bit more bang for his efforts and I don't blame the guy. LAFC didn't exactly agree with that. And he finds himself on Colorado. And how ironic is it that yet another LAFC player goes to a completely different team and they find themselves in a much better position than they are when they were on LAFC. And I'm obviously talking about Mark Anthony K. I'm talking about Walker Zimmerman. It's just an unfortunate thing. But even though there was a couple back and forths going on from there, when I saw the energy and the reaction from Mark Anthony K kicking that ball a second time into the netting 
To me, personally, Scarf, that was the nail in the coffin. I didn't get good vibes from there. I thought our juju was bad going in to the half, and uh, yeah, backs against the wall, not looking purdy. I'll say this. I think Bob was trying to do everything he could to stem the tide, to bring the momentum back to LAFC, because right before the Colin Warner goal, 31st minute of the match, we sub Carlos Vela on for Sebastian Abiaga. So what that means is that Bob understood, look, one nothing. it doesn't matter if we lose one nothing or 5 nothing in this match. We got to throw some guys forward. We got to make some changes. So what you saw is we went back to the 4-3-3. So when he comes out, Ibeaga comes out, that left just the two center backs. And, of course, that means Carlos Vela moving up top. So now you got Chicho and Brian up top with Carlos Vela. And it was time for those boys to go to work. So you think, all right, we're subbing Vela on. He runs on, gets a couple of touches, and then the counter happens. We get caught once again, and it's Colin Warner with the goal, and we go into halftime 2-0. I thought that, you know, the the goal, that second goal right before halftime, right before, 12 minutes before, that was the punch in the mouth that we were hoping we wouldn't get from Colorado. If we could hang around, make it 1-1, keep it 2-2, maybe 3, whatever it took, right, to to hang around. And... Every single time you felt momentum kind of switch to LAFC's way, every single time, Colorado had an answer. We were hoping, look, push all your chips into the middle right after halftime, come out, get a quick goal. Well, it wasn't LAFC that did that. Colorado, just eight minutes outside of the half, 53 minutes into the match, Jonathan Lewis now has himself a brace in a brace. in what what is one of the more important matches in all of Colorado Rapids history. Obviously, they won the cup in 2010, but what this match meant, not just to this club, but to their fan base, to the city, and I'm not talking about Commerce City, but we'll just say the greater Denver area. Why not? That's it, a good way to they, say it. They definitely had a, a chip on their shoulders, like I said, but they had everything to play for. We were the ones just scrapping for our lives. They were playing to be number one. They were playing to stake their claim and to plant their flag in the MLS Cup playoffs and say, you know what? We're actually going to go ahead and go ahead and be the favorites for this one, if that's all right, out of the West, guys. We know you've been watching Seattle all season. We know you've been watching sporting all season. Hi. We're the Colorado Rapids. We're here to play. And luckily, Philly, and and you got to do it at least once. You got to do it at least once. Just two minutes after they scored, LAFC comes back and they totally redeem themselves for at least two minutes. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, for two minutes, two minutes after that, we were again beyond beyond frustrated at the fact that now we're down three nothing. But then Brian, who played a stellar game Great by the game way, very very much yes. into this matchup, not only as an assist maker but a goal scorer, he connects with Chicho Arango and Chicho. <laughs> punches one in the back of the net, and this will be the last time I obviously. I was gonna do say, let's go. I'm waiting for it. Chicho, you gotta help me out. Chicho, Chicho Arango scored another one of his golosos. Oh yes, it's Chicho. Chicho Arango, Yarborough, he's thrashing and checks. He was cashing. Yes, it's Chicho. Uh-huh. But it wasn't enough. No, it was not. No, it was not. 55 minutes in. 3-1, right? I really thought we uh, we, 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 we lit a fire at that point. Well, and I'll say this. The 32-52 went nuts. We know that our buddy Vince was in the 32-52 at the time, hanging out with Dweezy and Sujin and Fern and and a bunch of our other friends. Austin was there. We saw a lot of people. uh, Carlos Aguirre. We we ran into Carlos, which was nice. Hey, global diplomatic in the house. And... uh, And we thought, all right, maybe this. Maybe this is where we start the improbable, super improbable comeback. Well, I was shocked at these substitutions, by the way. I was shocked that you take out Jonathan Lewis and bring on Michael Berrios. Their leading scorer. And and you, well, but here's the thing. And then you take out Jack Price and bring on Cole Bassett. They were doing like for like offensive substitutions up 3 1. There would be no bus parking from Colorado in this match. No, they, they basically said up yours. Y- you Bob always Riley. say a Philly strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. They kept well, me going. and Johnny Lawrence. They kept going for the jugular, and I mean, 
They sub these guys on in the 56th minute, and seven minutes later, who are the two guys they sub on? Oh, how about Michael Berrios to Cole Bassett for the fourth goal? 4-1 now Colorado. Talk about pushing the right buttons at the right time. While LAFC is trying to throw everybody forward, it took one or two passes to split the defense at that point. And unfortunately, we find ourselves down 4-1 with with still an hour to play. And and then, and only then, in the 68th minute after they got the goal, then they bring on Lucas Estevez. He's another defender, so you think, all right, now they're getting ready to park the bus. Time I guess, to attack. I, I guess we're going to lose this game 4-1. No. But Brian... Yes, but even Brian. but even before that, Vela, Vela, who you know, you could argue that he wasn't was, really much of a presence of the match. The but in the 68th song. minute, he hit the post. I was I was doing the Brian song. He said, "Wait, okay." Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but no, Car- it's okay. But I just want to say, Carlos did something. Carlos did something. Vela hit That's the post. It. Look, I, I think you and I could agree. Carlos looked much better. Carlos is still as dynamic as any player with the ball. I think this system and I think having to play as ragged as we did, pushing everybody forward, I don't think that suits Vela as well right now, but very, very pleased with the effort that we saw from Vela. But Brian, on an oh, assist right. from Vela, yeah. I mean, look, if you would have told me coming into the match, we're going to get a goal and an assist from Brian Rodriguez, an assist from Chicho, and an assist from, oh, excuse me, a goal from Chicho, and an assist from Vela. Uh, those are our guys, man. That's who you want up top. Ask any club. If you're getting two goals and two assists from your front line, from your top three, you're loving where you're going to be. And especially on a team that doesn't give up. Look, we we didn't really talk about this, but William Yarborough averaged giving up less than one goal per start. He wound, he wound up, by the way, averaging one goal a game. He gave up two in this. So 33 matches, 33 goals. Given up by William Yarbrough. One bad game uh, by, who was it, Clint? Who was their other keeper? Clint Lewis? I don't remember his name. Uh, he gave it doesn't three. matter what his that's, name that, is. That's very true. He gave up three in his only start. So 33 goals in 33 games for William Yarbrough. And you think you put two on the board, you get Brian going, you get Chicho going, you get Vela going, which I thought was great. Oh, just so frustrating. couple substitutions to close out the match. And 77th minute. I, I just I laughed at this. I had to laugh at this. Seventy yeah. seventh yeah. minute. This is comical. You take out Mark Anthony K. You bring in Dominique Baji, and two minutes later, who drives the nail into our season? The nail into all the hope, as Ted Lasso said, it's the hope that kills you. A beautiful cross, and shout out to Vince Larosa, by the way. He mentioned this on the uh, the one ten LAFC pregame show. We got to defend crosses well. Well, okay, most of the goals that we talk about here came on some sort of cross. The most beautiful cross of the night, Philly, came from whom? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why, why, why not punch us in the private parts? Thank Stephen you. freaking Betashore. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Betashore, he just, look, you went for the jugular, right, Colorado? You got it in the 79th minute. Dominique Baji gets on the other end of an absolute dime by Stephen Betashore. I mean, if if Daniel Jones is called Danny Dimes in the NFL, and I don't know why, by the way, because he's not very good. He was awful today. You got to think, good old Stephen Betashore, you got to figure out a way to get him on that Dimes list. It was a beautiful pass to Dominique Baji. Look, I guess the the universe, right? We look, we call it, we have we have fun with a couple of things here. The 80th minute is the Philly minute. The 69th minute is the Giggity minute. But the scarf minute, that's the 83rd, Philly. And you joke about this. You joked about it today, you jerk. My favorite player on LAFC. Who gets a yellow card in the scarf minute in the 83rd minute? Hello, universe. Raheem Edwards. How you doing? I just, you look at the look at the whole match, man. And it was just rough. I do want to give a shout out. Philly, we watched Mamadou fall come off the pitch, being subbed out for Tristan Blackman. And look. Kid's 18 years old, has a ton to learn, makes a few mistakes every now and then. He left it all out there on the pitch today. It was he, really tough to watch him come he, on. He has a bright future. And, I mean, Latif Blessing, too, he was beside himself. As Look, obviously, at this point, spoiler alert, the game ends 5-2. to two, And <laughs> the, uh, the worst loss we had had all season long was a 4-0 butt-kicking by Sporting Kansas City. And 
Granted, we didn't lose by four in this match, but not. this was the game where we conceded the most amount of goals over the course of our entire season. We let in five goals. Up until this point, we had played Colorado historically five times. We'd only lost to them once, and it just happened to be at Dick's Sporting Park. And here's another bit of irony. On the final game of the 2019 season, Carlos Vela, needing to score multiple goals in order to break a record, manages to score a hat trick against Tim Howard and the Colorado Rapids. Three goals. Three goals is what Carlos Vela nabbed, and LAFC finished its season on a high note. Colorado took that, reversed it, one by three goals, put us in a situation where, hey, they basically packed us in a box and shipped us back to LA. And <laughs> I thought you were saying Abu Dhabi for a minute there. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag we love normal. And by the way, I, I by no means are we touting this because they're paying us any money, but to be, I'm sure if you've been around Christmas tree lane and the fan fest, I was like, wait, seen, who's paying us money? What yeah. yeah us getting paid. What, what that? What a concept to be T U B I is a free streaming service. And there are a lot of really cool cartoons. If you grew up in the era that scarf and I did and Garfield and friends is there. And the one episode I saw, just happened to have Nermal in it, and he was <laughs> on his way to, to Abu Dhabi. But the irony of us having Carlos Vela score three goals, destroying the Colorado Rapids season, and us losing by three goals to the Colorado Rapids. History was made, ladies and gentlemen. We were we made history in the sense that we're history for the season. They became the number one seed in the West. They have a bye, the second best team in Major League Soccer, and, and they set a record, and we were there to witness it, unfortunately. Uh, from the opposing the opposing teams. Yeah, you know, um, I watched after the match. Mark Anthony Kane, Latif Blessing shared a moment right there at midfield. Latif was just besides himself, broken in half. You you just saw it from Latif, and and Mark walked right over to Latif and gave him a big hug. And Latif was just it. That sucked. That was really hard to watch. But I do want to say the the incredible supporter section that LAFC had today. We, when we were down there, we were talking with a couple of people there in 3252. We had this one gentleman who had brought his whole family. Uh, he's a Rapids fan, clearly a Rapids fan, had his Rapids jersey, kids had Rapids stuff on, wife had Rapids stuff on. He he stops and he goes, Yeah, this is you, cool. Your guys' fan section, man. I've never seen anything like that. These guys are unbelievable. And I said, "Yeah, they're they're incredible. Thank you. They're they're the best." He said, "Yeah, we we don't get stuff like that here in Colorado," and and it was just unreal to see how many people. You know, there are matches where you you hear about how much the thirty two fifty two stands out, but to be there on an away game. Look, I've I've been lucky enough to to be there in Seattle, in Portland, uh, now in Colorado. It's just Carson. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Carson. It's just unbelievable to see the 3252 and the energy that they bring. Philly, you mentioned it. We talked about the what stock rising or you know MVP of the match or whatever it was with, with 110 football. You mentioned 3252 was yours. And we went down 5-2. They still went at it. And they got louder. They they kept going. We were in the middle of the the who. Ha, chant. And I look over to see what the 3252 was doing in there. Everyone had a damn flashlight on their cell phone. Everyone was yelling. Everyone was still cheering. It's incredible to see the effort that the 3252 put in. Just unreal. Let's go through the standings real quick to end the season. Philly, number one in the West, Colorado Rapids. Best in the West. One in the West on 61 points 17 wins on the season and a plus 16 goal differential number two is seattle with 60 points also 17 wins 53 goals on the season for a plus 20 goal differential sporting finishes third on 58 points portland finishes fourth on 55 tyler miller and minnesota with 49 points vancouver and no longer mark dos santos on 49 points as well, but Minnesota finishes fifth by result of the wins tiebreaker. And in seventh place. Oh, this is great. I mean, we were sitting there in the press box with all the guys from 110 Football watching the Sporting Kansas City Real Salt Lake match. And you know what? 
the guy who Philly and I love to hate more than any player in Real Salt Lake history, for at least a moment, we were on Team Krylock. Demir Krylock, Philly, scoring a goal to put Real Salt Lake at number seven. And look, there's a great song in Avenue Q called Schadenfreude. And if you don't know what that means... Oh, I thought the uh, the internet. Look, that's also a great song. Schadenfreude happened instantly when we saw that goal go through Philly because tell the millions... And millions. ...why that goal by Demir Krylock in a match featuring Sporting Kansas City and Real Salt Lake was at least a little okay. I want to I want to not tip my hat off to Justin Miram who had the bicycle kick pass. That's really good. That landed in front of Demir Krylock. Demir Krylock an LAFC killer as a result of his goal today, an LA killer because his goal at the death put the Galaxy out of their effing misery this season. An epic collapse from first to out of the playoffs. Congratulations, your rise from Bel Air to the toilet. Congratulations, Carson. That was our consolation prize for this season. And it's sad that it had to be this way. We were about to give a rather melancholy version of the postgame show with 110, but Demir Krylock, for the first time ever, put a smile on all of our faces because at the very least, our arch rivals, our hated nemesis, the Galaxy, they would not be able to partake in the playoffs. And for all the banter that has gone back and forth between the front offices, the players, the execs, the supporters, the podcasts, the Twitter feeds, there is really nothing to say, from either party for that matter. But yeah, the fact that we've basically been fighting and clawing our way up from the toilet, we didn't manage. I mean, we fell into the toilet. We did. The Galaxy successfully rose from the graces and the top rankings of the Western Conference to the final game of the season, getting themselves out of the playoffs. And and I got to tell you, that at the very least put a smile on all of our faces. I was teary-eyed and emotional because, well, this is the first time in franchise history that we've experienced a situation where there's no postseason. But at the very least... Our noisy neighbors from down the 110, they get to join us in the sewers for the time being. Yeah, to all of the people in the LAFC front office and the the ticket staff and and just everybody there that works so incredibly hard, I, I hope you guys get a little bit of a break too. I know there's a lot going on between Angel City and between all the concerts and festivals and everything that goes on at Bank California Stadium because... Look, let's be very clear. 17 LAFC home matches did not pay for everything that goes on at Bank California Stadium or with this club. So uh, just a big thank you to everybody from the club. But I'm not going to lie. Seeing the Carson Galaxy underneath that playoff line with us. Yep. Neither one of us can talk any smack about anything. No, not at all. It's just fun seeing a big fat E next to their name. Look, Carson was as high as second in the standings in the West this season. They had aspirations of finishing first. And unfortunately for them, didn't happen. An amazing goal. Carson finishes in eighth with 48 points. But by virtues of that wins tiebreaker, Real Salt Lake jumps them into seventh. We are ninth. And San Jose is tenth. Which means the six teams eliminated from the Western Conference are the three teams from California and the three teams from the state of Texas. The two largest media markets in the West will not be represented in MLS Cup playoffs. You got to think that that's not something that Don Garber wanted to have happen in the East. Just FYI, just to give you an idea New England finishes first with the record 73 points, just one point higher than LAFC's 72 in 2019. Philadelphia in second, Nashville in third, Philly's old club, NYCFC in fourth, Atlanta fifth, Orlando sixth, and the New Jersey Energy Drinks in <laughs> seventh. Losers. So they made it. They're not losers. They're better than us. DC, Columbus, Montreal, Miami, Chicago, Toronto. God, those are markets that the MLS would love to be in the playoffs. And the Wooden Spoon winner for, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Philly, all three seasons that they have been in Major League Soccer. And this one wasn't even close, you guys. On the road, they won three 
matches all season, Philly. Three on the road. But you know why that's significant? They only won one at home. They went one, 11, and five. That is one win, 11 losses, and five draws at home. 20 points, four wins, 22 losses, eight draws for FC Cincinnati. And for me, it's the stat of the year. I think this has to be a record. And I'm sorry, I actually got this incorrect when we talked about it before. Nashville. Nashville, who finished third. We played 34 matches per season in Major League Soccer. Somehow they managed to draw 18 matches on the year, Philly. 18 matches, 18 draws, 18 times where you go home feeling like you have kissed a family member accidentally. But at home... You mean that with your sister, man. Philly, 17 games at home. Nashville did not lose. Eight wins, nine draws. Did not lose in Nash Vegas. Yeah, I mean, and obviously they, they, they deserve their placing third place. I mean, they were tied with the Philadelphia Union in terms of points. I, I would have preferred that, uh, to have a, a record such as Nashville. And I would actually prefer to have Walker Zimmerman back on, <laughs> on our team. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and that's, and that's how it breaks out. As far as the playoffs are concerned, there's going to be a break for international duty. And we have a couple of players that we're sending. Chicho yep. Arango, again, congratulations to him. Being selected to represent Columbus. On the national team for the first time ever. That is a really cool thing. We have Cheeky going out to his respective nation. We have um, Brian going to Uruguay. Cheeky's going to Ecuador. Uh, Sifu, I believe, maybe as well going to. Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, I think Sifu's going as well. But so there's going to be a break. And then afterwards, we're going to have the, the, the MLS playoffs. The Western Conference, Colorado gets that by by virtue of, of course, putting the shebang bang on us. You're going to have. Fourth and fifth seed Portland playing Minnesota. You've got Kansas City playing Vancouver in the three and six matchup. And the two and seven, Seattle versus Real Salt Lake. The winner of Portland, Minnesota goes on to face Colorado. As far as the East is concerned, New England's got the bye because, well, they won the Supporters' Shield practically a year ago. And then as far as the rest <laughs> of the, the teams are concerned, you got you got you like you say my former club New York City FC against Atlanta United huge point for them today so they got to play those at their friendly confines of Yankee Stadium rather than to go to the the house that Arthur Blank built yeah seriously but um yeah and congratulations to Castellanos I believe he uh, golden boot winner golden boot winner he's yep. had a hell of a season so really good accolade for NYCFC uh, the winner of that NYCFC Atlanta United game goes off to play New England the next couple of games you've got Nashville versus Orlando that'll be an exciting matchup and then of course you've got the philadelphia union versus the new jersey energy drinks the mls cup playoffs are going to be fascinating we were chatting about this on the way to the airport no clear-cut team nope. that's going to dominate yeah people are going to think that new england is going to walk through everything but they could have the curse of the supporter shield on them winning a supporter shield doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win the whole thing ask <clears throat> us uh, for, for for that matter but it'll be an exciting playoff. Just sad to see no California teams. Actually, I don't care about the other two. It's sad not to see us. <laughs> I was going to say, do you uh, care? Really? No, no teams from Texas. No, no teams from the great country of Canada. Uh, but but it'll be an interesting thing. I imagine we would probably do a finals game or maybe just like a like a playoff recap just for fun because we're just obsessive junkies yeah. when it comes to well, podcasting. Well, what, MLS Cup is uh, 11th of December, I think, right? Yeah. And, and I would like to remind you, Vancouver is still very much in Canada, by the way. Vancouver oh, my God. Still I'm so sorry. I was thinking just Montreal and Toronto. You are right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Philly is... Philly has a bad case of the dumb. He just right didn't have now. a map in front of him. That's all it was. Well, I also have six hours worth of sleep in two days. Philly, Philly tired, which is why he has the dumb. No, for sure. Look, a couple things that we want to mention. Stephen Bateshore, one of his best friends out there, is uh, Justin Morrow. Justin Morrow calling it quits as of today. I say calling it quits. He's retiring from a great athletic career in Major League Soccer. And I mean, how crazy is this, Philly? 171st goal. And 167th I'm glad in you brought club history. Up. Yeah, very cool. Uh, a guy who, look, you can say what you want about never leaving MLS or his unfortunate miss with the Team USA in the Gold Cup. That's, that's. I mean, yes, he has that forever Bill he Buckner moment. He does have moment. that. But the Major League Soccer career by one Chris Wondolowski, who people forget this. He was originally picked by the Houston Dynamo. And then they let him go to San Jose. He was picked by the Houston Dynamo and didn't play much. And so they said, eh, let's let this guy go to San Jose. 
171 goals. MLS's all-time leading scorer. Like just a little under 40, uh, 50 assists, I think, too. So incredible career. Chris Wondolowski hanging it up, and he was emotional after scoring that goal today, which was a perfect Chris Wondolowski run. He kind of wrapped around another guy and, and has this low shot, finds the, the bottom left corner. Chris Wondolowski, one of the true MLS legends in our, our league's history. So congrats to Wando on an incredible career. Yeah, I mean, I'd be emotional too. I mean, he's had a stellar career as a professional athlete. Hopefully he's not going to have to like hang it all up and go out and sell life insurance. I'd be crying too if I had to quit an athletic career to go sell life But insurance. maybe he can untuck his jersey now. I think now <laughs> it's okay. Stop being so conservative. Well, you will see like a punk rock version of it. <laughs> no, it was... Um, yeah, man. I mean, it was... It was, it was it was, a, it was a crappy season. <laughs> I mean, and, and and it's over. And I'm I'm I haven't processed it yet. I mean, we've had so much come at us in such a short period of time. You know, what are we gonna do with these? I mean, well, we funny enough, we didn't do one more sleep. So uh, the final game of the season, we forgot to do one more sleep. We did not do one more sleep. Totally forgot we were... about it. That's that's all on us. We got called out by our buddy Eric. Eric, thank you. Oh, it's, did he? Yeah. Oh. So what? No more, one more sleep the last game of the season. Oh, like there was, I mean, over the course of the weekend for Philly and the Scarf, it was no sleep. <laughs> no, that's for sure. But Look. what are we going to do, man? Like, obviously, we're going to take a break. We're going to refresh ourselves, but we're going to be itchy to get back in the saddle again. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're right around the corner from 200 episodes. Only one other podcast has the uh, that honor and distinction. Yep. And obviously, we are raring and itching to cross that boundary as well. Look, couple of couple of episodes that you can expect from Philly and the Scarf. We are going to do at least one, if not two, end of season recap, kind of break down the the roster moves, who we think will be back, who how we think everybody did. You know, there were a ton of players this season on LAFC that you know we have to make some decisions about. Everybody from Pancho Ginella to maybe Latif Blessing. Of course, we're going to talk about the designated players. Diego Rossi will be gone by that point as well. Lots and lots of things to talk about. Be fun, like a stock up, stock rising. Who do you, who's in? Who's out? Yeah, I mean that's what one ten football does. We'll we'll put our own spin on things for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. But it'll it'll be fun just to talk about who we like, who we don't like. Yeah, give grades. And you know we will also obviously have a episode talking about MLS Cup December eleventh. That'll be fun. Uh, we've got we've interviews. got a lot of stuff happening. We do have some interviews set up. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some players, some front office staff. We'll hopefully. give you guys some more details on some interviews that we have set up a little bit later. But again, Ali will not be on the pod because Ali can't talk. That's I mean that's true. Uh, Although somebody we, ca- thought you were Ollie when we were in Portland. Someone did think I was Clearly Ollie, somebody was having a lot of fun Are you in Philly Portland. or Ollie? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm the Falcon, sir. Um, yes, thank you. I just said I'm, I'm Ollie. Because Philly was standing next to me when I said that. So one look, of the funniest moments. Lots, ever. lots of fun stuff to cover, and this is going to be a really fun off season for Philly and the Scarf because we have we have a lot of things coming <laughs> down the no pipe. Off season. But for Philly, and I'm just going to mention this real quick because we're trying to wrap up this episode here. For Philly, he's going to get started getting everything for the Ontario Fury. Yeah, ready in just a little bit. The indoor soccer season begins. Ontario, California, by the way. In just a couple of weeks, yes, Ontario, California, not Canada, and that's the Ontario Fury, not the Ottawa Fury, who no longer exists anymore. By the way, aren't they now like Sporting Ottawa or something like that? Oh, uh, we were joking about this actually as we landed in. Yeah, but I think they're Sporting. Ottawa. I think it's sporting. Sportif. Sportif. That's that's how to say it. Like Atletico. In, right. Atletico, Ottawa, Sportif. Oh, maybe it's... Uh, is, is it sporting? Uh, yeah, it's sporting. I don't know. We, either way, we were making fun of it. We were. We were. So, lots to talk about. Philly's, uh, Philly's going to bring us a little bit of indoor soccer perspective on some of these next couple of episodes as well. We can't wait. Striking Fury with Philly and the Panda. There you and go. And Jonathan Reimer, the official podcast for the Ontario Fury. That's State true. Fury. And Philly doing a lot of interviews for the MASL, too, which is great. Yeah, uh, check out the interview I did with Shep Messing, JP Delacamera, and Keith Tozer, the commissioners of the league. Yes, JP Delacamera, the Vin Scully of American soccer. Ooh, easy with that. I mean, you could say that. He's I, called a lot of games in the 99. He's called that. Manchester. And it's Shep Messing, 20 yeah. years, calling the uh, the New Jersey energy 67 drinks. 67 years, Vin Scully. 67 years he did this. Can you imagine Philly doing this podcast for 67 years? Yes. I love you. Well, so, actually, no. I mean, 67 years. No, man, I'll be long dead by then. Well, but. it would only need to be, what, 63 years from now, I guess. But yes, we will both be ashes to ashes and dust to dust. But that being said, 
We're really excited to record these next couple of episodes where we can talk about all the players that played for LAFC this whole season, some players that we wish still played for LAFC this season. Some that players that will help pack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some players that, look, if you need an extra moving hand or two, uh, you know, I, I, we can use Philly's car because he doesn't use it himself. He doesn't drive. <laughs> 8,000 miles in three years. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> God, he lives in Los Angeles, people. That being said, you guys know how we like to end every episode. The millions and millions, thank you so much for an incredible season. We got more coming, but for now, bye-bye.